it took me about five or six years. I can't remember. I need to look at the things to build over a million dollar uh, business back in the day. It took me nine months to get this business over a million because I knew exactly who the audience was. Mm-hmm. And I understood their pain. I understood their challenge. This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand this coming October and November 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like minded entrepreneurs and of course some fun adventure. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to Apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com. On today's episode, we are joined by the digital agency expert, Jason Swank. Jason started off building websites online way back in 1999 and eventually growing that business from zero to a multi-million dollar agency, selling it after 12 years. Today on the show, we will learn a bit about how Jason grew the agency. Jason shares some valuable tips on his growth and vision strategies. He gives some recommendations on what both digital agencies and entrepreneurs should be doing in business today. And he shares with us some podcast recommendations. Without further ado, let's welcome Jason Swank to the show. Welcome, Jason, to the podcast. How are you today? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. Where are you calling in from? Atlanta, Georgia. Is that your home state? Uh, I've been here, I guess, for the past 20 years, so I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Well, we want to jump into the show and get to know you as an entrepreneur, Jason, and we'll let you run with the mic and tell your story about how you became the entrepreneur that you are today. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for having me, man. Uh, you know, I, I got my start in God, 99. I worked for a company called Arthur Anderson, which was turned out to be a paper shredding company many years ago uh, and took down Enron and, and the market with everything else. <laughs> But uh, I only worked for them for about six months. And um, the reason why I left was because of Justin Timberlake. And I had a, a best <laughs> okay. friend that looked just like Justin. I didn't know Justin, but uh-huh. uh, I'd love to meet him one day and tell him, hey, man, you're, you're a huge part of my success. Thanks so much. <laughs> uh, and he'll be like, who are you? Yeah. But uh, he looked just like Justin. So I created this website called InShit, making fun of NSYNC. Uh-huh. And it got widely <laughs> popular. And so I started designing websites back in 99. And you could imagine when Al Gore invented the internet back then, there was not many sites yet. Right. And so I just kept doing website after website, going through the yellow pages for you know, youngsters out there. That is a book that has phone numbers and names in there. And so I would uh, go in there and call and say, hey, you know, this web is going to be the next big thing. Would love to do your website, charge you $500. Did that over and over again quickly uh, started getting really big clients like um, Hitachi, LegalZoom, AT&T, Aflac, and just had to hire more and more people and grew that over the past 12 years. And uh, then after 12 years, um, we had a number of different people coming to us to buy us and eventually sold the agency. And then um, like any entrepreneur that sells their business, you kind of uh, celebrate for about five minutes and then you're like... <laughs> you know, what next? Yeah. And, you know, because yeah, you, you had the success, but you didn't have the significance anymore, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't have that big team that was looking to you to make the right decision or to help them out. And so I struggled for a couple of years trying to figure out what to do until old competition reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, how did you build your marketing agency? How'd you, how'd you sell it? How'd you get these clients? 
And I just started helping them out for free. And then I, it quickly grew into a, a really big business. And so now I guide agency owners through a proven framework so they can grow their agency more efficiently and faster and just provide a resource that I wish I had. How long have you been doing this now? To the day, three years. Today is my anniversary. Well, happy anniversary. Yeah, I, I saw it on Facebook because I was in my Jeep and I did like the, you know, the some cool little hand gesture that they do in Hawaii with uh-huh. the top down. And it said three years ago. And I remember that was the day um, I started doing this. Very cool. Let's go back to you building your agency. And I know we'll probably have some digital marketers that will listen and, and want to get some tips from you. So do you have an entrepreneurial background? Uh, I guess so. I mean, ever since I was, I got fired from every freaking job I ever had. (laughs) And even when I was younger, I would, um, chase the golf balls into the swamp and sell it back to the, the golfers. Me too. too. Yeah. Right. Get stuck in the mud. Like you get like, you need your buddy there so you can get out of it. Uh huh. Exactly. (laughs) So it was 1999. You started your digital quote unquote digital agency or working online. How long did it take you to build it up into something substantial? Well, it depends on what you call substantial. So there was a, a number of different levels, right? So, you know, obviously we started from zero and I quickly saw it grow in the last 12 years to over eight figures. So it was a rather big business. Um, but it probably took us four or five years to get over a million. Um, because, look, when I started, I didn't even know what an invoice was. I mean, yeah. that, that's how rookie I was. Like, I remember the first client going, send me an invoice. And there was no Google. I had to ask my dad. <laughs> and what would you say were the key things for growth in those early years before you hit the million marks? Some of the, the key aspects or tactics that you guys used during those early days that help you catapult the business? Well, a couple things. And it comes down to having the right systems in place. Um, and so in the very beginning, we knew how to do something cool, and so people asked us to do that for them. Um, but we didn't have any systems in place, so you kind of hit your max pretty quick. And then for a number of years, we grew, but we only grew at like 5%, 10%, which was pathetic. Mm-hmm. But then when we put systems in place, we started you know, doubling every year, right, and sometimes tripling. And then when you get to scale, that's really big. And then, you know, um, so let me walk you through some of the systems like, just to give you some – uh, uh, some context. Okay. So really the first system is knowing where you want to go, right? And having that vision and that clarity. And it's not because of, yes, it's because of where you want to go, but when you have employees and you're building a team, it's for them probably a little bit more. And here's why is if you don't give them the clarity, they're going to be making decisions what's best for themselves rather than what's best for your business. Right? So if you think of like, Zappos or Disney, right? They have complete clarity of what they want. They they know that experience that they want to give to their customers. They know why they do what they do. And so does everybody in their, their whole organization. So it's very important to figure out where do you want to go so you actually know <laughs> what decisions you need to make. And I struggle with this so so often. And everybody skips this step, but it's like the foundation. So it's almost like I... I tell people it's like building um so I just bought some property out in Colorado on this mountain and I always tell people it's like building a house on the side of a mountain with the crappiest foundation. It's gonna <laughs> it's just gonna roll down the hill. Right. right. You don't want to roll down the hill. 
Then the next, and, and, and also in this clarity, it's about who you serve. Right. Now, this is a really kick, big kicker, right? Because everybody goes, well, the world's my oyster. I want to go after everybody, and I don't want to exclude anybody. Well, you have to. Yeah. Because if, if you're going very broad and wide, you're going to look like everybody else. You're going to have a me too business, right? But if you can get laser focused, like it took me about five or six years. I can't remember. I need to look at the things to build over a million dollar uh, business back in the day. It took me nine months to get this business over a million because I knew exactly who the audience was. Mm-hmm. And I understood their pain. I understood their challenge, right? And you go down a couple different levels, Okay. And then once you, you're out of the clarity system, the next system is really about positioning. Now you know who you're going after, how you want to help them, where you're actually going. Now it's about positioning yourself to be the choice rather than a choice. And it's about speaking to them in a way that makes them kind of the star, right? Versus you go to anybody's website or anybody's marketing, especially like on the online space, right? Mm-hmm. What do they say? Check out how good I did. Do you yeah. want to be like me? Yeah. Right? Well, that makes them, that makes you Batman in the story, right? Yeah. And if you're Batman, you don't want to be, that makes them like Robin who wears <laughs> the green tights. <laughs> and I don't know too many people going to a costume shop asking for, hey, I want to be Robin for right. Halloween. <laughs> right? right. Right. Or the damsel in distress. So, how you need to position yourself is you need to position yourself as the trusted advisor. Like even if you went to my website now, jasonswank.com and go to my about page, Mm -hmm. I do not even talk about myself until the very end where I go through the story. And so the easiest way to position uh, them as kind of, you know, Batman is to ask questions because then it puts the attention on them. It's kind of like, you know, walking, you, (laughs) we all had this like, you, uh, if you're at a party or a networking event and you have this dude walk up to you and immediately just start talking about how cool he is, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, you're looking the other way going, how the hell do I get out of here? <laughs> right. Versus someone coming up to you and going, asking you questions. And you'd be like, man, this is a good conversation. Well, no shit. It's because it's about you. And that's how your marketing needs to work. Got it? Got it. And then the next one is about what you're offering, Right. Too many p- people pitch marriage right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like they lead with their core service. But how can you just get them, you know, to raise their hand first, right? Get them on your list, get them to opt in. And then it's all about like, how can I slice off part of my core service into what I call like a foot in the door offer in order to, you know, try me out? Right? It's a le- it's a lot less commitment. Mm-hmm. And then you can, you know, sell the bigger thing later on once they trust you. How many steps do you have between the first slice to the bigger commitment or the bigger product or service? It, it really depends. Sometimes I have about three or four. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can talk to you in, like, the agency or professional service space, right? So, um, so like, for example, uh, I walked one um, professional service provider agency through this and uh, – they were getting a ton of leads all the time, right? And so they would position to sell their, you know, their core service right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And they were about winning 50% of the time. I was like, that's pathetic. They're like, really? I thought that was good. I was like, no, that's not good. And 
so they basically started off saying, well, we're going to sell a discovery, like a strategy session for $2,500. Okay. Okay. And then after the $2,500, we positioned in order to sell like what they would do is like charge $5,000 a month for a retainer, mm-hmm. right? That was their core service. And so I said, well, let's position a project for three months because that usually takes about three months to show them results. Let's position that and sell that for 15000 And then while we're in that project, then we'll start positioning a retainer and sell that for 8700 So before, he would literally have a client for about six months or maybe a year. So that was thirty to sixty grand. But now he has the discovery, he has the project, and he's locking their clients in for $8,700 a month for a year. So now that went from 30 to 60 to over 112,000 just mm-hmm. by doing it this way. Jason, I want to ask you, what's one thing that entrepreneurs are doing today other than your first step, not having clarity of vision, but doing today that they're really missing when it comes to growing their business? Well, I mean, other than, you know, creating the right systems, um, hiring the wrong people, right? And not hiring people fast enough, right? So, so many of us try to kind of do everything ourselves. Yeah. And it's actually a mistake. Like, you should look at, like, really look in the mirror and say, what do we do really well? What do I do really well? And what do we need help on that lines up with the vision of where we're going? And then hire for that. So, like... For this go around, I'm really bad at writing. Like mm-hmm. my grammar and spelling is atrocious for anybody on my list. Um, and that's why I hired Stacy. Right? And so she's an amazing writer. I can basically do a video or a podcast and then send it to her. And then she makes me look really, really smart. Is is there a key indicator that you could recommend to the entrepreneurs out there? Like a red flag saying, okay, hey it's time to hire somebody for this or that. Like for example, so if, if somebody's starting out in their business and say they just hit you know, 2,500 a month or so in revenue or 3,000 a month and they're still doing everything on their own, where's, I've never heard anybody really say like a percentage or a number or like a key indicator of when they should start hiring. And I'm curious if you have an answer for that. I think it's more dependent on when you feel like you're at your max. And when you feel um, uncomfortable or comfortable, that's another uh, indicator, right? So if you're comfortable at where you're at, don't stay there long because you're going to get your um, ass handed to you, right? Blockbuster is an example. Netflix was almost an example when they were sending DVDs in the mail. Yeah. But then they, you know, um, figured it out to, to change. But, you know, these what I've found in the past is people get comfortable, then they just get fat and lazy. Yeah. Um, or you always got to be running at a little bit uncomfortable. Like today I, I launched a new program called agency university and I am freaking uncomfortable. about <laughs> it, Right. Yeah. But that's good. Right. Because that means I'm pushing myself. And, and then, you know, if you're pushing yourself, then you got to look like, go, go back to what I said, look yourself in the mirror and go, what am I not good at? What do we need help with? Right. I mean, even like I'm about to hire, um, someone to come in for business development because I don't want to, I'm not good at follow up mm-hmm. outside of marketing technology and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'm bringing someone on for that. So it's just about to look at, 
and then plan for the future. And sometimes, look, even if you're at 2,500 or 5,000 or 10,000 or whatever you're at, look, this is the best investment you can ever do is in yourself. Why put that money in the stock market? Yeah. When it's up to, you know, these idiots running it. I mean, don't get me wrong, you need to put money in there, but if I had to choice like between if I only had $5,000, I would invest it in myself right. because I believe in myself. When you get comfortable, Jason, what are some things you do to make yourself uncomfortable within a business? Buy something stupid. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's my thing, right? So, uh, you know, <laughs> I know it sounds stupid. I literally, um, I was starting getting comfortable a couple years back, and I said, "Man, I got to do something really stupid," and 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 so I, I did it, and then it just motivated me to keep going. So, how how old are you now, Jason? Do you mind me asking? Uh, I'm about to turn 39 for the second time in May. Okay. (laughs) Happy early birthday. (laughs) Thank you. I want to ask you, because I feel the same when I start to get comfortable, like things start, I I start to get jittery and I'm more uncomfortable being comfortable these days than I am uncomfortable or something like that. (laughs) And I get you. Okay, cool. Us, the Lexics people understand that. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So I'm kind of curious. I wonder if this in, we probably both know some entrepreneurs in their 60s, 70s, and maybe even 80s. But I'm wondering if this feeling for guys like you and me ever goes away. I hope not. Yeah. I I hope not. I mean, Richard Branson's a great example. Tony Robbins. uh, You know, Gary Vaynerchuk's around our age probably, but um, or I think he's a little older. But, you know, like I I don't think – or like Warren Buffett. Yeah. I mean, that guy's still hustling, right? Yeah. You know, he still goes to his, his McDonald's every day with like his 86 cents to get his Big Mac <laughs> or whatever. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's, I think, especially creating the second business, the first business I created around money, uh-huh. right? I made a lot of decisions based on money and that was the wrong decision. And I know it was easier because now I had money. And with this business, I was like, ah, I can do what I want. Right. And I started doing that and I started making more money. I'm like, that's kind of counterintuitive. I wish I knew that. But literally, it really is. Like, if you had to look and go, what would I do for free? And then, um, what would be that type of customer or client that I would want to work with that if I was only paid on my performance, Mm -hmm. who would that look like? And, And decide that way. I mean, that's what keeps me going, man. You know, it's just... It's it's fun. I, I I don't believe I work. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm like I get paid for this. This is crazy. Yeah. I'd like to ask you Jason, what are how are some ways you keep your life in structure or balance or however you want to phrase it? What's a, a normal day and I know an entrepreneur has no normal days, but what's a typical day look like for you? Do you have any rituals or daily yeah. habits that you do? Well, it's more about uh, well, I think it's about how I end the day. Mm-hmm. And it sets me up for the next day. And I think a lot of people that are stressed or worried, it's because they're not prepared or yeah. they're not thinking of some of this. So basically, I ask myself four to five questions every night before I go to bed. And I just do them in my head while my head's on the pillow. First one is, is did I give everything I could today? Did I leave anything on the table? Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times there is. Right. And that's OK. Then I can make the adjustment for tomorrow. The other one is, is how, did I help anybody today? Like, how did I help them? Because I always want to help someone. The other one is, is what did I learn? Because if you're not learning, 
you're turning brown and you're going to freaking die. Yeah. Right. Uh, the other one is, is um, am I prepared for tomorrow? What am I thankful for? Because you have to have gratitude. If you have gratitude, like Tony Robbins says, you, you can't really be unhappy. Right. Right. If you're thinking of, you know, what you're grateful for, the, you know, the, the heart that uh, you don't have no who, clue who gave it to you, but it keeps working. Right. Yeah. Uh, and all that. And then um, am I prepared for tomorrow? Am I ready for tomorrow? And I just ask myself those questions and then it just puts me in a, a really at ease. Mm-hmm. And then I can wake up, I go work out, get back, check check emails. I love emails. I treat it like Christmas morning. I know a lot of people check it twice a day, but that's cool. I, I like it. that. Yeah. I right. like that. So I'm completely opposite from everybody else on email. And then, you know, then I'm thinking about obsessing over my community. How can I make them better? How do I provide a resource that I wish I had? And then personally reaching out to a lot of these people, like people that buy, um, you know, my programs, I personally send them a, a, a video welcoming, wel- welcoming them uh, to it. And I say, you know, hey, Josh, hey, Jen, thanks for jumping in. Let me know if I can do anything for you. And just, you know, or people that hit me up on Messenger, just sending an audio, audio file to them of me letting them know how I can help. So it's just focused on that community. And I love it. When you do go to sleep in the evenings, are you writing those answers down to the questions? Or is that just nope. something you say to just yourself? Just in my head. Gotcha. Yeah, just in my head. Very cool. Jason, I want to ask you book recommendations. What's your favorite books? So I don't read because um, okay. I'm ADD. Uh, I, I can't like do that. But uh, I can tell you podcasts I listen to because that's how I, I learn or, or um because I can be at my son's swim meet. So, uh-huh. um, you know, Tony Robbins is one, uh, Gary, uh, Vanderchuk's is another, mm-hmm. and then, um, uh, Virgin. So those are kind of the three. Is there anything that you would like to share to listeners that you just feel like sharing? You know, I think the biggest difference between the people that all of you guys look up to is action. Mm-hmm. Like they're taking action. You know, you guys are listening to this podcast and maybe about 10% of you will actually take some action from it, right? Yeah. And and that just, that, that's unsettling for me. Um, now, to my competition, that's great, right? <laughs> like, all right, keep keep doing nothing, smuck. Uh, I'll keep uh, smearing you. But, um, and, you know, I always try to joke around with my clients and my audience is like, action leads to transaction. Even if it's not perfect. Yeah. Like, if you go back and look uh, oh God, I can't believe I'm telling you this. Go to my YouTube channel, just YouTube slash Jason Swank. Go to my first video. Mm-hmm. I look like a hostage. <laughs> like, I have this ugly green screen in the background. Right. Like, it's like you can see the wrinkles in it. Mm-hmm. The lighting was horrible. The, the audio was bad. I look like an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> but if I waited for it to be perfect, I would have never found my voice. And it took me a while. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, is be patient. It takes a while, right? And I know I told you guys I built this, this the second business in nine months over a million. I should have probably not told you that because that's going to give you um, false expectations. Yeah. Because it took me 12 years before that yeah. of all the mess ups. So it made it easier for me. But until I got a lot of momentum on this particular business... You just got to be patient. Like I have so many people coming to me. Hey, Jason, I started a podcast because of you. I've been doing it for the past two months. I haven't seen any results. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Wait another year, maybe two, and then you will be dominating. But that's the cool thing about with all your other competition is they're they're not patient, mm-hmm. and you can smoke them in the long run. You're in a marathon, not a sprint. Right. Everybody can beat me in a sprint. Well, some well, not really. But, <laughs> um, well, my kid can now. Uh, he's ten, and it drives me crazy. But <laughs> I still can get him in the mile because I can like chop his legs off a little bit. But <laughs> cheap. Where are you headed in the next five years or so, Jason? You're going to keep coaching slash consulting and running your community or what's the next thing look like for you? Yeah. You know, our whole goal is to be the number one resource in the world for agency owners. I like that. And, um, you know, I don't think we can, um, I don't know if we'll ever know when we make it there. I mean, cause everybody has their different, like, and the one thing I know is I'm not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, my personality is different from some of the other people. Right. Um, so if someone has a dry personality, they're probably not going to like my stuff. Like I'm kind of in your face, tell you how it is. But if you want someone to just kind of beat around the bush, and that kind of stuff. Right. So I know I'm not going to be perfect for everybody. But, um, you know, I just want to put out a resource I wish I had. And then if my kids ever want to create a you know, business later on, I would like that's how I judge my content. Like, would my kids in 10 years benefit from this? Right. And, um, you know, we just want to do that and see if we can make this bigger than the agency was. And I, I truly believe we can. Very cool. Jason, if the listeners want to reach out to you and get a hold of you, where's the best place they can do that? <laughs> I'm going to give you two URLs. One is a fun one. Okay. Uh, swank me, swank dot me. <laughs> just because I bought that domain name, I just thought it was cool. I would too. Um, so I was just like, and just visually see me going with the X like down to my knees, like swank me, right? <laughs> uh, just to give you that visual. Uh, and then the other one is just go to my website, jasonswank.com. And, and swank is spelled with an E, S W E N K. So, um, you know, the best way is just go to the website and see all the free content i give away and we'll put all those links in the show notes jason we got to give you a huge thank you for coming on the show man i really enjoyed the chat and thank you for giving all your tips and tricks and wisdom to the listeners we really appreciate yeah, it bro. yeah man thanks for having me guys go take action you guys had to take one thing out of this take action take <laughs> action and listeners thank you for tuning in and take action and tune in again for our next episode and we'll see you all later goodbye everybody The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for attendees, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th and held for six and seven figure entrepreneurs only. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, co-working, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as soon as possible. This event will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.